Uh, Looking at Psalm 78, Psalm chapter 78, it says, Beloved ones, listen to this instruction. Open your heart to the revelation of this mystery that I share with you. I will show you lessons from our history, true stories we heard from our fathers, rich counsel we learned at our mother's knee. We will continue to tell our children and not hide from the rising generation the great marvels of our God, his miracles and power that have brought us all this far. The story of Israel is a lesson in God's ways. He established decrees for Jacob and established the law in Israel. And he commanded our forefathers to teach them to their children. And for perpetuity, God's ways will be passed down from one generation to the next, even to those not yet born. In this way, every generation will set its hope in God and not forget his wonderful works, but keep his commandments. In that day, the word went forth that God had said, come on, you need to do some things, moms and dads. You have to pass this stuff along to your children. I am a child of God because of several somebodies in my life who passed the torch along to me. And those people who passed the torch to me received the handoff from people who preceded them. And who preceded them and who preceded them and who preceded them and went all the way back to the time of Christ. And then we could continue through the Old Testament all the way back to the beginning. There are people who love God, people who are followers of God, people who have committed their lives to his ways, and they are not shy about communicating those truths to others. But when you're a parent, you have a spiritual responsibility to pass this information on to your children. Sadly, there are many in the world who don't teach their children anything about God. Some who actually were raised knowing him, but decided they wanted to give their children an opportunity to just have their own choice in life. The Bible doesn't teach anything that way. Give, give your children the opportunity, just give them a choice. Let them to figure out where they want to go to church. Let them, let them figure out what religion they want to follow. Let them, the Bible does not, it says, train up your children in the way they should go. You're called to do a job. Parents are called to pass on the marvelous works of God to their children to share the good news about Jesus to the little ones he has entrusted to you. God himself is a father. And I don't think anybody who loves God would say, God's a bad father. I think anybody who loves God says, God the father is a good father. Cares for his children, provides their needs, showers them with love beyond measure, takes care of their security needs. I mean, anything that a person could need in life, Father God takes care of it. And yet, if God's children could rebel against him, why would you, as a human being, think that your children might not rebel against you? I always find this to be interesting. I I tried so hard. Come on, in the process of being a parent, look to God for the strength, the wisdom, the might, the anointing, the ability to do what he's called you to do. He's placed children in your home. And he has not left you without any tools or means to raise them or educate them. He has not. Deuteronomy 11.19 says that you are to teach your children, or teach the word of God to your children diligently, impressing God's precepts on their minds and penetrating their hearts with his truths. Speaking of them when you sit at home, and when you walk along the road, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. It sounds like the day is full. This job called parenting is a 24-hour job. 
Even if you never wrote, read scripture, most of you would attest to that. Yeah, yeah, it's 24 hours a day. Here he says, speaking of them when you sit in your house, when you walk along the road or ride around your car, when you go to the game, when you go to the performance, when you're sitting at the table eating, when you get up in the morning, when you go to bed at night. Communicate these things to your children. Impress God's precepts on their minds and penetrate their heart with his truths. I like that. Impress these things on their minds and penetrate their hearts with his truths. There's a lot of information being passed around in the world today. It's not like it's new. We just have the ability now to communicate so quickly, so rapidly, and with so many knuckleheads that the lines between truth and lies can become blurred. And it's happening more and more and more. Truth is whatever you perceive it to be, you see. Truth is different for everybody. Your truth is not my truth, and and my truth is, is not your truth. We have people who believe that they actually create their own reality, and some of these realities are bizarre. Now, in the old days, which was not, is not so old, it's like five years ago or so, we would call people like that nuts. But now we're, we're being told that we're not tolerant if we make those kind of statements. And we're being told that people can identify however they want to identify. And that's the latest trend. And, and if we decide to raise up a, a dissenting voice against these claims, there are many people who are ready to pounce and tell us we have no business and no right to declare truth, that our truth has been superseded by their truth. There's a greater effort as time goes by to get anybody who speaks truth just to be quiet. People who speak the truth frequently get called out. If it's a mob situation, the mob will come and surround you. Tell me you haven't seen that. (laughs) And perhaps you've endured it. This is not new. The mobs at times surrounded Jesus. You might remember that one story in the Bible where it says they took him to the very edge of a cliff, intending to just throw him off the edge. But the Bible said his time had not yet come, and he just walked back through the crowd. Mobs are not new, and opposition to the gospel is not new. Opposition to truth is not new. I got to thinking about attacks on truth. That lies are being erected every day. And the hope by some is that the building that they construct becomes so large that it actually overshadows the truth. It eclipses truth. What is truth? Thy word is truth. When God declares something, it's not a lie. The Bible says it's impossible for God to lie. Did you know that? People say, nothing's impossible for God. Yes, there are some things that are impossible for them, and one of those things is he cannot lie. It doesn't say he could if he wanted to, doesn't want to. It says it's impossible for God to lie. So when God speaks, he's speaking truth. When Jesus speaks, he's speaking truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth. I am truth. In Romans chapter 1, Romans 1, 1, 6, Paul writing to the Roman church, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I'm not ashamed of the good news about Jesus. It is God's power for the salvation of everyone who trusts, 
of the Jew first and then of the Greek. For in the good news, God's way of man's right standing with him is uncovered, revealed, made known, made evident. The way of faith that leads to greater faith, just as the scriptures say the upright man or the righteous man must live by faith. It goes on to talk about the, the, uh, God's anger being unleashed against all the impiety and wickedness of the men who in their wickedness are suppressing the truth. What are they doing to the truth? Suppressing. The Bible is speaking of some of the very things we encounter. Wicked men who suppress the truth. In reality, the truth of God is known instinctively, for God has embedded this knowledge inside every human heart. Opposition to truth cannot be excused on the basis of ignorance, because from the creation of the world, the invisible qualities of God's nature have been made visible, such as his eternal power and transcendence. He has made his wonderful attributes easily seen, lying plainly open before their eyes. For seeing the visible makes us understand the invisible. So then this leaves everyone without excuse. So it says that people can look around at creation and say, wait a minute. There's something going on here. But people willingly, willingly become ignorant. I'm pretty sure nobody in their right mind, if I said, hey, man, did you see that nice blue Camaro out there? I was standing in the church one day looking out the window, and it oozed out of the ground. It oozed from the asphalt. And, and all I saw was a little blue thing at first, and then all of a sudden it it had doors and windows and, and tires on it. And I, I went over and looked at it, and then I opened it up, and there was this engine. It was, it was amazing. I don't know how that engine got there, but it, but it just, no. That would just, people find that far-fetched, and yet when it comes to humanity, people want to just believe a lie about humanity. He said, throughout history, the fingerprints of God were upon them, yet they refused to honor him. As God or even be thankful for his kindness. They entertained corrupt and foolish thoughts about what God was like. This left them with nothing but misguided hearts, steeped in moral darkness. Claiming to be wise, they were in fact shallow fools. For only a fool would trade the unfading splendor of the immortal God to worship the fading images of other humans. Idols made to look like people, animals, birds, and even creeping reptiles. This is why God lifted, his, lifted off his restraining hand and let them have full expression of their sinful and shameful desires. They were given over to moral depravity, dishonoring their bodies by sexual perversion among themselves, all because they traded the truth of God for a lie. They traded the truth for a lie. They traded the truth for a lie. They traded the truth for a lie. And there are many people now who are trying to persuade you that a lie is actually true and a truth is actually a lie. This idea that God is dead is not new. It's been around for decades now. But there are some who are still pushing that. God is dead. There are some pushing that, okay, Jesus may have lived, but he wasn't the son of God. Lie. That's a lie. That's a lie that I cannot, I cannot accept that. And you should not accept it either. People who are coming along and, and exchanging the truth for the lie and then trying to get you to bind to that same foolishness. It said their, their foolish minds became darkened. They became darkened, darkened, darkened. It goes on to say many things, which I won't have time for tonight. But one thing it says in verse 18 is men in their wickedness suppress the truth. 
Suppress the truth. What does that even look like? People are trying to smother the truth. In our world, it looks pretty simple. How do people try to suppress the truth? Well, if you're on any social media site and you post certain things, perhaps you've been shut down at a time or two. I know I have friends who've been deplatformed. And all the company can say is, you violated our terms of service. Oh, because you believe or you deemed that what I said to be untrue, when I quoted the word of God, you said it was untrue because it didn't fit the story of your lie, so you kicked me off, deplatformed me, shut me down. These are people who are trying to suppress the truth. They say things like, it's misinformation, it's fake news. These are all great words, except when it comes to this, uh-oh. And if we're going to bow to those kind of terms, those kind of phrases, we're in trouble. There's censorship taking place left and right all the time. If we're not called to suppress the truth, which we're not, then we need to unveil the truth. Only irresponsible parents leave children to fend for themselves. But you're not irresponsible as a parent. You're responsible. And what does a, re- a responsible parent do? Gives her children truth? Do your children always want the truth? Probably not. Did you always want the truth when you were young? Probably not. The Bible also said in Romans chapter 1, in verse 20, opposition to the truth cannot be excused on the basis of ignorance. Now, there's two words in that sentence that uh, well, I'll, I'll discuss really quickly. One is opposition to the truth, opposition, and the other is ignorance. If somebody's in opposition to the truth, they're not ignorant. They're, just not, they're not willing to accept the truth. They know it, but I'm not going to accept it. True ignorance is a completely other thing. If I begin to speak to some of you about mathematics, you will be uninformed about some of those things that would make you ignorant on that topic. Not willingly, it's just because you've never had certain classes that I've had. But then you know some information that I don't know, and that makes me ignorant on some of those topics because you have some information that you've studied or read or learned that I never have. That's not a willful rejection of something. Opposition to the truth is a willful action. I will not accept what you're telling me. People who oppose the truth cannot be excused on the basis of ignorance. Verse 21, they entertain corrupt and foolish thoughts. Corrupt and foolish thoughts. The Bible says that we are supposed to put our thinking in a particular place. In Philippians 4, chapter 8, it says, keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind. Fasten your thoughts in every glorious work of God, praising him always. Those are not corrupt thoughts. Those are not bankrupt thoughts. Those are not foolish thoughts. When I was a kid, there was a show called Let's Make a Deal with Monty Hall. Anybody remember Monty Hall? They'd have all these things you could trade for, and you never knew what you were trading for, but you know people always wanted the bigger, the better, the brightest, the most expensive, and so they were always trying to trade up, but sometimes that didn't work out well, and they traded down. But come on, these are people who traded down and willingly traded down. God's wisdom, God's honor, God's salvation, God's righteousness, God's health, God's, all these things that he's provided through his son, I don't want it. I'm going to trade it for a lie. Quite frankly, I can't understand that kind of mindset. I cannot understand that kind of mindset. The Bible goes on to say in verse 28, 
Because they thought it was worthless to embrace the true knowledge of God, God gave them over to a worthless mindset. Fine, you don't want to embrace the truth? I'm going to let you go. But in letting you go, you're going to drift into deeper and deeper darkness. When you drift into deeper and deeper darkness, the darkness gets darker. And as it gets darker, you become more and more clueless, more and more staunch in your foolish positions. What are you feeding on? Because it's not the Word of God. It's not the Word of God. You're feeding on something that is distorting, warping, perverting, corrupting your thinking. Another translation says he allowed them, God allowed them to become the slaves of their own degenerate minds. And that's what we see in some people. The Bible speaking to you and me says, do not become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out, readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings out the best of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. We're not supposed to be the ones who are unraveling and going down this path of destruction. We're supposed to be the ones who are hearing the truth and rising up into greater heights in the things of God. You've heard of influencers, right? Raise your hand if you've heard of influencers. Well, your children know a lot of them. You're going to say, not my child. Your children know a lot of them. If they have a phone, they know. My child is not allowed to watch TikTok. It doesn't matter if your child is allowed to. Check their phone. They don't have the app. Okay, great. Their friend does. I can be walking in the hallway. I can walk on the courtyard, and there's somebody sitting next to somebody going like this, showing the phone to the other person. They're sharing these pieces of information. Influencers, what are they trying to do? Influence your children. Who's at the core of all this? The forces of darkness. Satan himself is at the core of all this. This is not like people got together and said, hey, let's, let's, let's do this. Part B of verse 28, God gave them over to a worthless mindset to break all rules of proper conduct. Hey, man, you can't tell me what to do. I'll just be me. You be you. This is my thing. Now, this goes back 50 years, 60 years. Some of these seeds were sown that long ago. 1960, those, those the seeds that are emerging now, they were sown back then when I was young. All this crazy you be you. It's your thing. Do what you want to do. So you be you. Another translation says it this way. He said, he said uh, break all the rules of proper conduct. Another translation says it this way. And then when God gave them over to their worthless mindset, all hell broke loose. There is an effort on the part of many who are being influenced by the wrong spirit to have hell break loose. The darkness of the enemy, dark thoughts, dark actions, dark habits, dark behavior, and we're seeing it more and more and more. It's not a matter of telling people, you be you. Listen, if you're, if you're a parent, a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle, you work with children ever, and you have the opportunity, you need to tell people who, young people who they are in Christ. It's not you be you. It's this is what the Bible says. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Say it with me. I'm the right, right. So you get your child to say that. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. In him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him. Sweetheart, you're complete in him. There's nothing you could want when you're in Christ. 
There's nothing you will lack when you're in Christ. It's not a matter of you forming your identity, figuring out who you are. I'm telling you who you are because the Bible has already declared it. It's not because I'm your parent and I'm just wanting you to be straight-laced. And No, because God has already declared who you are. A lie masquerading as truth is still a lie. And when the truth is proclaimed to be the lie, it's true nonetheless. People saying the truth is a lie. No, the truth is true no matter what you want to call it. And a lie, no matter how you want to dress it up, is still a lie. You can put lipstick on a pig. It doesn't change anything. It's still a pig. Truth can be denied. Truth can be suppressed. Truth can be ignored. Truth can be crucified. Truth can be buried. But in spite of all these actions taken against it, truth does not die. On the contrary, truth prevails. 2,000 years ago, wicked men crucified truth. They buried truth, and they put truth in a tomb. But on the third day, when that stone was rolled away, truth had risen. And no matter what man tries to do with truth, truth is always going to rise. You can try to put truth in a dark corner, but truth is light, and truth is going to brighten up the room. You can try to put uh, truth in in a tomb, but truth is going to escape that tomb. Truth cannot be overcome. Truth will prevail. Truth is risen. Truth was alive then. Truth is alive now. There's no reason for you or me to be ashamed of the truth. No reason for you or me to run from the truth. No reason for you and me to hide from the truth. And so you and I should stand in truth. We should declare truth. We should declare truth to our children, our grandchildren, anybody we come in contact with. When a young person comes and says, I just don't know, say, I do. I know. Let me tell you what the Word of God says. Parents, don't shrink back at you because your children are going to challenge you because they're he- if they go to public school, they're hearing things that you never believed that they would hear. And if they look at you like, you can't talk like that, they're getting it from these influencers. They actually think that what they're being told by these other knuckleheads is correct. Well, I saw it on a, 20, a 24-year-old on their TikTok made this statement. So what? All of these things culminate right here, and that is in... Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. This is from the Voice Bible. For though we walk around in this world, we do not fight according to this world's rules of warfare. We do not fight according to this world's rules of warfare. The weapons of the war we're fighting are not of this world, but are powered by God and effective at tearing down the strongholds erected against his truth. The weapons are powered by God and effective at tearing down the strongholds erected against his truth. Moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, you will not win spiritual battles by natural means. You will not. The devil is very adept at what he does. He knows how to get the attention of your children. If you want to get the spiritual victory in the lives of your children and grandchildren, you better pull out the spiritual weapons. This is a spiritual fight. It's a fight for the very souls of your own children. And the souls of our children. This is you attend church here, and you do. Then the lives of every young person in this room should be precious to you and important to you. So I'm not a parent. The lives of every young person who comes to this church should be important to you. And he goes on to say in verse 5, We are demolishing arguments and ideas. And every high and mighty philosophy that pits itself against the knowledge of the one true God. How many true gods are there? One. We are taking prisoners of every thought every emotion, and subduing them into obedience to Christ, the anointed one. Inside of each one of the people gathered here is a storehouse of power called the Holy Ghost. For those parents who are in this room are thinking it's a daunting task, 
The Lord has put his spirit on the inside of you and equipped you and made you able to know what to do, to know how to navigate, to know what to say, to know how to have those hard conversations, to know where to find something in the word of God, to know how to have your children open their eyes. Hey, come, come look at this, sweetheart. Read this to me. What, do you, what does that say? Do you believe that's true? Yes. Okay, well, if this is true, then the thing you're telling me can't be true. They're contrary. They don't get along with one another. It's oil and water. We can't have truth in both of these realms. So it's one or the other. The Bible says, choose this day who you're going to serve. Come on, we need to make sure our children have chosen correctly. You don't leave it to them to choose. You guide them to that place. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. The Bible doesn't tell us just to take a hands-off approach. We can see what the hands-off approach has done. The hands-off approach has not been effective. The young people in this church are valuable and precious. They're valuable and precious because they're God's creation. God had a purpose when he created every one of us. He has no throwaways, no mistakes, no errors. He has a plan and a purpose in, in everything he does. His word is truth, and his word will transform us if we allow it to. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Don't be conformed, but be transformed. Don't be conformed, but be transformed. Where? In your mind. We all, we all are susceptible to letting our minds take the wrong path. We're all susceptible to allowing our minds to receive information that it shouldn't have. When you and I willfully choose to fill ourselves up with information that's contrary to the Word of God, there's going to be conflict. And when push comes to shove, we might find ourselves in a position, I'm just so confused. I'm confused. When a young person says they're confused, I believe it. When a supposedly mature Christian says they're confused, I have a hard time believing it. How could you be a mature Christian and be confused? You can't be unless you've begun filling your mind with things other than the truth. There's truth and there's lies. There's all kinds of stuff going on in this world today, things that are attacking left and right. And if you have children... Come on, they're, being, they're hearing things all the time. You need to rise up, be on guard against the lies coming against the truth that you've tried to instill in your children. You need to keep imparting truth no matter how much it seems like it's not taking root. Parents, keep being the broken record. Your kids hear you even when they do this. They hear you. I know they hear you because I have kids at school who will repeat what their parents, my mom says that. Now, if you were there, you wouldn't like the tone, but the truth is what they're saying is, I heard my mother. And that's the positive side I hear. The child said, I heard my mom. I know what my mom thinks. And you want your children to know how you think. You want them to know how you think about the word of God. You want want them to know how you think about Jesus. You want them to know how you think about God the Father. You want them to know how you think about life itself. So this hope is passed on from generation to generation. Don't you want your children to have the hope that you have? And the answer, I'll answer that for you. Yes! And so don't hold back. Don't hold back. Are you tired sometimes? Assuredly, yes. Are you worn out, wondering? The Bible says don't grow weary in well-doing. Come on, you're, you're, you're on the right track. You might be thinking, oh, my gosh, is it Friday yet? No, it's only Monday. <laughs> you got to stay in the fight, though. Stay in there. Keep fighting the fight. Keep waging the war the devil has brought to your door. He is not standing off in the distance saying, oh, they're doing well. That's just great. I'll just leave them alone. He is bringing the fight to you, and you need to be prepared to engage him. 
and engage him in spiritual warfare. Engage him with the tools that God has provided you.